The task of a preacher is to preach the word of God, but my heart is full of memories today. I hope the Lord will have mercy on me. I'm, I'm, um, I'm hoping to get through it and keep my emotions under control. Eight years ago, I first preached for Christ the King Grace. Some of you will know that. Um, I, I was first invited in 2014, July of 2014. Um, as a sub for Tim. And uh, Tim and I had known one another. In fact, we have known one another now for 32 years. I interviewed Tim Surratt in 1990 um, when I was rector of the Church of the Ascension in Knoxville, Tennessee. And he was considering a change from the youth position that he held in Charleston. We've known one another a long, long time. And I'll always remember the first time that he asked me to, to come. Um, I don't know how long you'd been in the star, what I call the Starbucks building, but um, I don't think you'd been there long. And uh, Tim, Tim said to me, um, I want to have you come and preach. And so, you know, I thought that meant come and preach, right? Seemed very straightforward. So I showed up that morning and I had my, uh, my, my vestments with me and I, he, Tim wasn't there. Someone pointed me upstairs. I think I went up some steps uh, to an upper upper room and I put on my vestments and I came back down and I was talking to people. I think that's when I first met Harriet, several others of you perhaps. And, and all at once it was like five till eight and or whatever time it was supposed to start. And I said, well, where's Tim? And they said, well, he's not here today. <laughs> and then I realized I wasn't just preaching. You know, I was going to take the services which of course I knew how to do, and it was, not a, it was not a bad thing, but it always makes me laugh. And then for, for years after that, whenever Tim needed someone to sub, he frequently asked me. So I think I've, I've shared before, I, I had preached 25 times to this wonderful congregation in, in its earlier life um, when, when Bishop Mark called me um, and said, could I fill in for Tim for three, day, three weeks? Three Sundays. So three Sundays has become 30 months. Um, and uh, they've been some of the best months of my life as a minister of the gospel. Yesterday was the 50th anniversary of my ordination in Durham Cathedral in Durham, England. And uh, as many of you in this room will know, it, it shocks you when you are able to look back 50 years <laughs> and you think, wow, how did 50 years go so fast? But I'm returning now to the work that God has given me um, for many, many years to be the leader of a, of a ministry called NAMS, the New Anglican Missionary Society, NAMS, which I have served now for nearly 30 years. Uh, and if God keeps me healthy, I have a few, mores, few more years in me. My, my challenge and task with NAMS is simply to give spiritual leadership and oversight to a group of wonderful men and women all over the world who are helping to start new churches, new communities of faith in, on the African continent, on the South American continent, on the North American continent, in Europe and in the Middle East um, and in Asia uh, and in the Pacific. Um, each congregation that we start by God's grace, we pray to be an indigenous congregation. It's not as though we go 
to places where Americans are going to start a church, but we go to help those who God is calling to start a church. And I'll be going back to that work, uh, and I'm excited to be going back to that work. When I was in Little Rock this past week uh, training some church planters, one of my new friends out there said to me, I keep asking people about you. Now, I've been going to Little Rock with NAMS since 1996, okay, when I first helped a church to start there. He said, I keep asking people about you. And everybody says you're a great guy, but they all say they don't know what you do. <laughs> Which just absolutely flummoxes me because I only do the same thing wherever I am. I try to help people be faithful to Jesus Christ and faithful to his church. And that's what I've done with you. And it's been an enormous joy. This journey we've taken together. Cynthia and I visited Polly's Island for the first time in 1988 and had no idea that we would ever live here. Um, and then moved here in 1994. So I was present when Tim relocated from Charleston to Polly's. Uh, it was almost the same time. I arrived and Tim arrived. And it was not that long, I think it was about one year, before Tim had begun to have the idea of starting an alternate service, which, which he wanted to call Access. And I, I, I teased him that he was just starting a new church on the campus of All Saints, and he kind of agreed with me. And so I was not a direct helper in a lot of ways, but I was an encourager when Access was born and then over time became Grace Church. Um, and then while I was away, Cynthia and I were called away for 12 years from Paulie's, even though we had a home here, we were called away when Christ the King uh, came into existence. I think it was 2003. And your first priest was Ed Kelleher. Um, and and under God, I owe Ed Kelleher an enormous, an enormous uh, debt of gratitude uh, for a moment in time when Ed uh, and I got to know one another and he, he gave me the privilege of getting to know Denley Kaufman, who preached for us just a few weeks ago. I, I consider that one of the most important moments of my life and I owe it to Ed I hope someday to be able to thank him in person. But then you guys came together, 2014. Uh, Grace, uh, which had been Access, and Christ the King were, were merged. And, and from that time forward, I've had you in my mind. I've had you from time to time in my prayers. And of course, I've served as God gave me the opportunity. And then there was the experience in 2020 kind of like the Macedonian um, uh, vision that Paul, the apostle, had when he saw in a dream or a vision a man of Macedonia saying, come over and help us. And, and the call came to me, uh, come and help us, come and help us. And that's what we've been doing together. I remember coining a little phrase as, as we started our journey together that first we had to stabilize the life of the congregation. Uh, we were in a time of significant turmoil and change. The new building was almost completed, but not quite, and we had never worshipped in this. COVID had broken on the world, and 
and at that early stage, the fear was very, very real um, and, and sort of swept the world. Um, and there had been lots of turmoil and, and hurt and confusion. And so stabilizing the life of the congregation really was the opening work that we did together. And we did it together. When I look around the room, I don't dare mention anyone by name because I'll leave someone out. But it was not something I did. It was something we did. And God gave us grace and we were able to get things stabilized and we moved in to the, into the new sanctuary on Pentecost of 2020 with everything spread out and no one touching one another and masks and all that. Singing through a mask is really miserable, I have to say. Um, and I think singing has been something that I brought to 8.30. I've been trying to help you sing ever since that first Sunday I came. And you sing well these days. What a joy to have Jenny playing the organ today. So stabilize, then organize. We had to get ourselves organized. It was a new day. It was a new moment. It was a new opportunity. It was a new, a, a, a new season. And there were many things that needed to be done. And, and again, it was a work we did together. A work we did together. And my third word at the beginning was, let's get this thing stabilized, let's get organized, and then let's mobilize for mission. Now, when you get a missionary priest as a sub, you're gonna get missionary language, you're gonna get missionary sermons, you're gonna get missionary thoughts. But the reality is, the very first sermon I ever preached in this congregation in 2014. I preached from the final command, Jesus' instruction to his church at the end of his ministry on this earth, when he said, now it's your duty to be going. You have to go. You have to take what I've brought to you and go to others. And uh, the title of my first sermon was, Go or No? And, and many of us have heard the call of Jesus to go and said no. But we're not to say no, we're supposed to say, here I am, Lord. And I've tried to help you know that go can mean go from here to North Pauly's. <laughs> go from here to the other side of the room on Sunday and introduce yourself to a stranger. So go does not mean go to China. It means be willing to go where God needs you to go that someone else may begin the journey with you and with us. Well, Cynthia and I are gonna have an enormous trip, we, the trip of a lifetime. I didn't think about it very carefully when I decided to give Cynthia the surprise gift last Christmas of sailing to England on the Queen Mary. It never occurred to me it was going to mean new luggage, new clothes, and new shoes. <laughs> but I should have thought of that. I should have thought. So it's a, it's a big trip that we're going to take, and we leave, we leave at the end of this week. I'll continue this week to do some final things, taking communion to people that have been shut in, some of whom who were always here when I first arrived, but who cannot come any longer. Uh, and we'll be gone on that trip, and we're looking forward to it. We go first to England, and then to Israel, and then back to England for a great gathering of the NAMS Global Missionaries, which takes place once every five years. Memories, memories. I, I, I just really almost don't dare to start. 
Some of the memories make me laugh. Um, I remember, I will speak of Alberta Lachicott since she's gone, but I do remember very vividly preaching one time at Starbucks Church and uh, talking to Alberta at the end, of the, at the door, and she was with her caretaker. And uh, I said, well, it was really great to, to see you today, Alberta. I gave her a hug, and she turned to her caregiver, and she said, he really kicked our behind today. <laughs> and she didn't say behind. <laughs> and whenever I think of her in that moment, I, I have to laugh. There's been so much fun, there's been so much joy, but we've been through hard things too. We've had losses that have grieved us deeply. Um, we've had tragedy that has grieved us deeply, but mostly we've had joy. It's been just an amazing season. I've served t 10 times in 10 different parishes in the last 50 years, and I can honestly say these have been the best. These have been the best. This, this two and a half years has been an amazing blessing. And without you, it wouldn't have been possible. The staff have been wonderful to serve with. The wardens have been extraordinary. And all of you who serve in love and smile, you can't know the power of even smiling at a stranger or a new rector or an interim rector. So the scriptures today in Ephesians and Psalm 84 and John 21 are favorites of mine. We've had them before, but I, I, I brought them out for this day. Ephesians chapter 3 uh, is just one of my all-time, all-time places to return to again and again and again. And there it's prayer. It's the prayer of Paul. Uh, he, he, he falls into a prayer even before he finishes the letter. He's going to go on and write a good deal more. But in the third chapter, he falls into a prayer. And he prays that the people he's writing to would be rooted and grounded in the love of Christ Jesus. That the heart of, 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 of what you know and experience and live in this parish is rooted and grounded in God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Psalm 84 was my grandfather Campion, my mother's father, his favorite psalm. Uh, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tents of ungodliness. And, um, and, and, and just the joy of being in God's house. Uh, I, was, I was so grateful to God to finish in this building with you at the early service. I thank God for it. I love to worship the Lord and to be in his house with other people who love him. And then John, the, the 21st chapter. Um, Peter, Peter is an interesting, uh, an interesting case study for, for anyone that's ever committed their life to the Lord Jesus Christ and then had a difficulty or two. I'm sure that belongs to everybody in the room, right? The thing about Peter is he's really an example of everybody because we've all been excited at one time and sad at another. We've, always, we've all been faithful at one time and unfaithful at another. And even at the last, as changed as Peter is, we see him worrying about John, the beloved, and Jesus telling him, Peter, don't you worry about John, the beloved. You worry about Peter. You worry about Peter. You follow me, Peter. And that's what I say to you. Don't you be worried about anybody else. You follow Christ. 
you follow Christ. In the, in the next week, uh, on the 27th, Roger flies. On the 28th, he arrives. I think he turns 40 that day. The day he arrives, he turns 40. Maybe it's the next day. Um, and he and I have breakfast on, on, on Friday, and he takes over on Sunday. So I want to show you something. Normally on Sunday, I always wear black shoes. But my favorite shoes are my bucks. My absolute favorite shoes, and they don't make them anymore. I've had them resold three times. I can't find a new pair, so I'm going to wear them till there's holes in the tops, not just the bottoms. These are my shoes. Roger's bringing his own shoes. All right? Roger is Roger. God is bringing gifts and wisdom and life and insight and hope and future to you through Roger Revel, the new rector. You are called to follow Christ, to be deeply committed to his church. It's impossible to be committed to Christ and not committed to his church. And you must be committed to Roger as the new rector. He's being sent by God with his wife and two little children. And there's no doubt in my mind that a great season is ahead of you. No doubt in my mind. God has been very good to us. We are one of the few churches in this country that has grown through COVID. We grew when most churches were shrinking. And I know it's the hand of God. So be faithful to the Lord, be faithful to his church, and support and pray for and be brothers and sisters, to this new rector. It's going to be a wonderful season. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.